What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. I am Chip Hazard. And uh, unfortunately, Roger could not be with us tonight, but it's okay. He sent us in his picks. Roger, we love you. We hope you back with us soon. Uh, that being said, though, we are going to start off uh, with our week six review. And uh, we, how did we do this week, Chip? I know that um, <laughs> there was a lot uh, of games that screwed us. Um, well, well, how, I, how went, did I went nine and seven. You went nine and seven. And Roger went eight and eight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a, a lot of games that, uh, like that Miami game that fucked uh, us. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, Chargers game that uh, definitely did. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The the Raiders Broncos game. Yeah. Uh, that whole yeah that. But let, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, let's kick it off with the Thursday nighter, uh, Tampa Bay and uh, the Eagles. Uh, I mean. I mean, this game was a pretty good game. Again, I've said it every single uh, week since we started doing this. Thursday night football has been incredible. Every game that they've played on Thursday night football has been great, and this one was no exception. Tampa Bay did beat Philadelphia 28-22, however. Uh, Tampa Bay did, uh, you know, kick it off. I mean, they, they were 21-7 to by halftime, and it looked like the Eagles were trying to make us, trying to make the comeback, trying to get back into the swing of things, and uh, they almost did there for a minute. Um, but, you know, things being the way that they are, you know, it it, it happens, you know. But, uh, you know, Tom Brady did a good, you know, did a good job, 290, 297 yards, two touchdowns. Leonard Fournette ran for 81, 81 yards and a touchdown. Antonio Brown, nine receptions, uh, 93 yards and a touchdown. O.J. Dude, O.J. Howard came out of nowhere and, like, shocked everyone. Six receptions, 49 yards and a touchdown. Um, uh, Jamal Dean had an interception in the game. Um, and, you know, the defense did what the defense does. You know, they you know they held what they could. Um Jalen Hurts didn't really have that good of a game. Probably one of his worst games of the year so far. 115 yards and a touchdown uh, with an interception. However, he did rush for two touchdowns, so that kind of made up for his lack of ability in the passing game for this for this particular game. Um, and, uh, you know, Zach Ertz, uh, and I'm going to get back to Zach Ertz in just one minute. Zach Ertz had four receptions for 29 yards and the, t- and the only touchdown um, as far as receiving goes. Uh, Anthony Harrison had an interception. Uh, Alex Singleton was the lead uh, defensive uh, tackler with 15 total tackles. Um, how are you feeling about this game? I mean, this game it, it, it came down to a couple of a couple of plays, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I thought it was a, a really good game. Uh, Jalen Hurts looked good in this game. Um, it, it like we've been saying. These Thursday nighters, you know, the last couple of years, the Thursday nighters have been like, eh, yeah, I could go for it or go without it. Right. But this year, if you're missing a Thursday night game, you're missing a game. Yes, absolutely. And every one of them have been top tier game. Even even when it's like terrible teams versus terrible teams, it's been top tier games right like i mean when they had when they when uh when washington and and, and new york had that game no one was thinking that game was going to be a close game where you know ended, ended with a field goal at the end it's like whoa like see and that's the thing even if a team isn't really that good they still have a chance you know what's the old mantra any given sunday yep well, this any is given any Sunday. given Thursday. Any given Thursday, exactly. Well, I mean, any day, really, if you think about it. Um, 
but yeah, man, I, I enjoyed this game. I thought that it was very good. I think once again, it establishes Tampa Bay as being the best team in the, one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFC right now. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, and unfortunately, we're going to have to move on to the next game. I can't, I can't fucking believe this. Oh my God. Okay. So number one, before we get to this, if you would have told me that the Miami Dolphins would be one and five by this point in the season, I'd have been like, no, I mean, they're a better team now than what they used to be. But here's the worst thing. If you told me that they would get beat by the friggin' Jacksonville Jaguars, I would have said you're insane. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? I'm the one that's insane because I honestly thought Miami had this game in the bag. Well, I don't know if it's because, you know, the Dolphins don't really play good in London, I guess. I don't I don't know what it is. Being across the pond, maybe you just don't play good, you know, over in England. I don't know. But, yes, the Jacksonville Jaguars did win this game 23-20. to 20. Uh, I mean, it, it was by a field goal. It this was, was by a field also- goal. This was also a really good game, even though the Dolphins lost. Yeah. Uh, Tua looked good in his first game back from injury. Um, He did. I mean, 329 with two touchdowns. Did have that pick. But my problem is, I mean, between Brown, Ahmed, Tua, and Gaskin, bruh, they only ran for like 87 yards total between the four of them. Like, seriously? Come on, man. And – and right, we'll right. say right this: now, right. you don't Go want to a you don't want to a running right now. No, no, absolutely not. No. I will say this though: I think it was the best game of Jalen Waddle's young career. Ten receptions, seventy yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah. Mike Jacecki had a great game: eight receptions and one hundred and fifteen yards. You know, he was like, the receiving leader for the game too, wasn't he? Yeah, he well, he was he yeah. was he was he was leading receiving yards. Uh, Waddle was leading receiving uh, receptions, and he was and he had the two touchdowns. Miles Gaskin. You know, did fumble the ball. They got it back, though, but they did fumble. Um, You know, and again, man, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, come on. I do want to point out, though, that Jason Sanders, who is a phenomenal kicker, probably top five in the game right now, did miss a field goal in this game. And you think back to yourself, man, if he'd have made that field goal, they could have made it into overtime or something. You know what I mean? Um but you know what? Not taking anything away from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence did come out with a good game, 319 yards and a touchdown. James Robinson ran all over the team, 73 yards and a touchdown. Marvin Jones, seven receptions, 100 yards and a touchdown. Like, they really brought the game. Now, Trevor did have the fumble, but unfortunately, I mean, he did lose the fumble, obviously. But, you know, Dakota Allen on that defense forced a fumble. So, there you go. Kind of, kind of, you know, wishing one hand shit in the other. Um and then, uh, of course, uh, Nevin Lawson with the interception close, uh, close to the game. Um, yeah, man, it it was a good game. But, man, I am, again, I said it last week, and I'll say it again this week. The Miami Dolphins have to be one of, one of the handful of teams, if not the most disappointing team right now in the NFL for the simple fact that they had so much expectations – with Brian Flores bringing in the defense that, you know, we needed. And it's like, man, what has happened to this defense? I, I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we know uh, Xavier Howard doesn't want to be there anymore. Nope, he um, does not. And maybe his negative attitude 
is affecting the rest of that team because he was kind of the defensive like leader. He was, he was, um, and, and, and in a way, he still is. Right, but but that attitude, that mentality of man, I just don't even fucking want to be here anymore. Like I'm just playing because I have to, or they're gonna find me. Uh, I don't have to ball out because I'm gonna go somewhere else. Like right, that's right. I mean, that, I mean, could a trade be possible for some picks down the road? Could there be a possibility of him going? Because I don't think he's a free agent until not this upcoming, not the end of this season, but I think the end of next season, I think he's a free agent. I have to go back and look. It's a, I think it's the 20, the, the 23, 24 season. Yeah. So, okay. So it's the uh, year after next. Okay. So, so, so it's the year yeah. after next year. I, I think. Nevertheless, man, it is still just, it, 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 it hurts my heart because I'm like, damn, man, you know, you know you're a good team. You know you're good defense. It's not like every other team upgraded and got better on the offensive end. So it's like, ugh, what are you doing? I don't know. That's me frustrating Vinny as a Dolphins fan, ladies and gentlemen, and I do apologize. I need to, you know, keep my composure. That being said, we'll go move on to the next game. All right, I'm sorry. Right. Um, the next game, uh, Kansas City Chiefs actually came through and won a game for once. No, I'm just saying. They're 3-3 three and three on the year, though, unfortunately. Um, and they did beat the Washington football team 31-13. So kind of a bounce-back game. Kind of a game where, okay, we know the Washington football team isn't a great team, but at the same time, they're serviceable. You know, Pat Mahomes did his normal thing, 397 yards, two touchdowns, but he did have two interceptions. And, that, you know, them two interceptions, they were kind of like throwaway kind of gimme interceptions, you know, like, oh, you know, I threw an interception, but it's not really going to hurt the game in a sense. Um, right. You know, Darrell Williams, 62 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Um, Travis Kelsey, eight receptions, 99 yards. Tyreek Hill, nine receptions, 78, 76 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, I don't know where with a touchdown. Um, you know, it's like they had a lot of good, uh, you know, a lot of good, uh, plays. Um, but you know, and, and Washington, you know, Tyler, he Taylor Heineke, 182 yards in a, in a, in a, in a touchdown, but he also threw an interception. Antonio Gibson just couldn't get the ball going. Uh, they even tried uh, with J.D. Uh, McKissick, uh, eight eight, eight uh, carries with 45 yards. Um, and McKissick also um, had eight receptions for eighty for uh, 65 yards on that. Um, now, Brian McC Bobby, I'm sorry, Bobby McCain and Kendall Fuller both had interceptions in this game that could have turned the tide in some way. But, I mean, Kansas City right now, man, I mean – I think it, it's it's weird, and please correct me if you if you disagree. I, I'd like to hear your your point of view. I think that Kansas City can beat teams they should beat, and they struggle and ultimately lose to teams that are just as good, if not better, than they are. Because I feel like a lot of teams have already figured Kansas City out. Does well, that make there's, sense? There's that. I, I I can agree with you there, but I also feel like the Kansas City defense may have taken uh, a half a step to a step backwards okay. this year, uh, me meaning that they're, they're just a hiccup worse than they were last year on the defense. Um, right. Because the, the offense is doing what the offense needs to do. The defense isn't stopping the the top tier teams, the upper, you know, 
the upper eight teams, uh, or we'll, we'll say the upper ten teams. Right, they're not yeah. able to stop those guys. Right, I mean, uh, and they've they've struggled they with teams. Yeah, right, and they've struggled with teams like Baltimore and they in Oakland, and they've struggled even in the games when they win. But it's fair. I mean, they struggled against Cleveland. I think honestly, I mean, a legitimate argument can be made that they should be two and four right now because of how much their struggling is. It's to a point where if they haven't figured them out completely, they're on the verge of it. And Kansas city needs to, Andy Reid needs to come up with a different game plan. Not to say that the offense isn't doing this job, like what you said, but that defense definitely needs to come through. And at least, I mean, different schemes, different, what different angles, figure out something, you know, um, because right. I mean, if, 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 if your team is that easy to dissect, something's wrong and you need to fix it quickly. Um, so we're going to move on from the Kansas City Chiefs to another team who is among one of the best in the league right now, and that's the L.A. Rams. L.A. Rams beating the New York Giants 38-11 to this game. Oh, my God. Like, the Giants, they had the cute little field goal in the first quarter, and then all of a sudden it was 28-3 to by halftime. How? Like, just, just completely just... Just, just it's craziness. All right, but let me let me get to the stats. So, Matthew Stafford, 200, 251 yards and four touchdowns in this game. Okay, uh, Daryl Henderson ran for seventy eight yards and had a touchdown. Sony Michelle ran, uh, ran nine times for uh, forty two yards rushing. Cooper Cup nine receptions, one hundred thirty yards and two touchdowns. Robert Woods had a touchdown. Daryl Henderson had a touchdown. Just you know, you get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. Matthew Stafford saying, "Hey, you get one too. Why not?" Um, you know, uh, you know, Taylor, uh, rap, man, two interceptions on the game. Robert, uh, uh, Raquel, Rochelle, I want to say that's how his name's pronounced. He had an interception as well. Um, just man, I mean, they, and they really did, you know, take it to him, but man, Daniel Jones for the, for the for, man, 242 yards and three interceptions. Uh, Elijah Penny was the only one who scored for them, and it was garbage touchdown in the fourth quarter, and that was just to, uh, you know to get them on the board to save face a little bit, man, because I mean, it would have ended thirty eight three if that touchdown hadn't occurred. Plus, they got the two point conversion in the end. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, golly, it was a shellacking. Sterling Shepard had ten receptions, but only seventy six yards, no touchdowns. Uh, Daniel Jones fumbled the ball twice, lost one of them. Um, now Xavier McKinney did have two interceptions of his own. He was the only, you know, one on that defense that actually came to play that day. Trey Crowder had, you know, 10 total tackles, but this game was just a shellacking, man. It was nothing, nothing, you know, nothing good from this game other than like, oh, the Rams are just proving that they can beat a, a worse off team. And let's be honest. Giants are not really the best team in the world right now. I mean, they're not good at all. There's no. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, that's the problem is they're not good at all. Uh, so, yeah, they're. I mean, you never want to say somebody's supposed to lose, but the Giants were supposed to lose that game. I yeah. would have been like, I, I, I might have had a heart attack if they would have won. <laughs> Right. I mean, it was it was that interesting. Like, I mean, the trouble just keeps on going for him. The Giants have allowed 38 plus points in two straight games for the first time since week 15 and 16 of the 2015 season. 
I mean, just, man, you allowed more than 38 points, 38 points or more in two straight games. Bruh, your defense needs to, you got to do something on the defense. You know, draft better, I don't know, but you got to figure it out. So, yeah, we go from that game. I was going to say, let's just move on. I, Bubba, I don't think it's going to get better. I mean, th- this whole weekend has been nothing but just lopsided games, man. I mean, we had the lopsided game versus Washington and Kansas City. We just talked about another one between the Rams and the Giants. And sorry, Bubba, but we got to talk about this one too. Let's the do Indianapolis it. Colts and the Houston Texans. Now, normally, these two teams normally play close games because they're rivals and things of that nature. Now, nah, Indianapolis, man, just put it on them, man. 31 to 3. Was not a good showing by the Houston Texans in this game, unfortunately. Uh, Davis Mills' numbers were, you know, 243 yards, but he did throw three interceptions. Uh, your lead rusher was Mark Ingram with 73 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, Brandon Cook came out of nowhere. He actually had a good game, nine receptions, 89 yards. Unfortunately, again, no touchdowns. Uh, David Johnson, who uh, ran for two, who ran for seven yards on two carries, and he also lost a fumble. Um, uh, Jonathan Greenard uh, was your leading uh, tackler with it's six Grenard. tackles and Grenard. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, Jonathan Greenard. Okay. There you go. He he was the, he was your leading defensive player with six six total tackles, two sacks, two uh, tackles for loss. Um, and then you bounce over to the Colts, and Carson Wentz, you know, played Carson Wentz game. You know, two hundred twenty three yards and two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor ran for one hundred forty five yards and two touchdowns. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, good to see him back. Four receptions and 80, 80 yards. Uh, Paris Campbell, only one reception. It's interesting. One reception, 51 yards, one touchdown. And then the other touchdown came from Mo Allen Cox. One reception, 28 yards, and a touchdown. So he uh, so he got his touchdowns. Carson Wentz got his touchdowns from two unlikely players uh, in this game. Uh, now, now, granted, T.Y. Hilton was, was the lead in this game. There's no doubt about it. Um, of course, Michael Pittman did have sub numbers. I mean, 30, 35 yards receiving. Uh, but Darius Leonard had an interception. Isaiah Rogers had an interception. Uh, Kenny Moore, Kenny Moore the second with nine tackles. Bobby, um, I'm probably going butcher to butcher his last name. I'm sorry. Okurik, I want to say that's how it's pronounced. Uh, 14 total tackles in total. Uh, DeForest Buckner with a sack. Like, I'm, I'm going to give the floor to you, let you, let you speak on it. Um, how in your mind? Because obviously, Mark Ingram did all he could to try to, you know, rush his way. You know, try to get 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 the yards he needs, set him up in field goal position, and things of that nature. Uh, Brendan Cook played his heart out. Um, how are you feeling now, though? I mean, granted, they are one and five going into the year. I mean, we, you 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 knew it was rebuilding, especially after the Deshaun Watson thing, Bill O'Brien's gone. Like it's a whole bunch of, you know, rebuild mode. How are you feeling now? Like are you are you still in the same area where you were at the beginning of the season? Are you still having some hope that it can be better than what it is now? How are you feeling about it? Um uh, <laughs> Just give just give it to me straight, man. I don't think it's going to get better uh, as long as Davis Mills is the quarterback. Right. Um, he's just, I, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and then last week I was like, oh, maybe I'm wrong because he balled out last week. 
uh you know but i just don't he shows flashes of something that could be good but right i, I just don't think he's good uh maybe yeah, give what? him maybe give him another year or two and he'll be better uh, I, I think the team will, will pick back up a little bit once uh, Tyrod Taylor is back on the field. Right. But then it comes to how long can he be on the field? Uh, at this point, I think we need we need to really look into getting uh, a, a veteran quarterback somewhere, uh, you know, pick somebody up off of a practice squad, uh, sign a Cam Newton, uh, something. I mean, right. You know, I, I think we're one or two pieces away from winning a couple of extra games. Right. Um, you know, I mean, we, we won week one, but we should have won that game. You know, right. Every game since then, that sounds like us. We, you know, we played week one, but um, we should have, we should, we should have beat the Patriots. But then I'm, again, I say that as surprised a that we beat the Patriots. Texans fan. I was surprised uh, that we beat the, the Indianapolis game. I thought would have been, you know, a little closer, but no, it wasn't. Uh, no. And then you know, come come to find out today, as of recording, um. Whitney Merciless has been released from the team after 10 years. Oh my God. Uh, really? Yep. They released wow. him today. Uh, so, I mean, he's, he's going to be a free agent. He's going to go somewhere and he's going to ball out. I wouldn't doubt. I mean, I, I, I could see him showing up in Arizona. Um, where everybody else is showing up. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, I, I really could I, I could see him showing up in Arizona and you know teaming again with JJ Watt. Uh maybe lighting a fire lighting another fire under his ass. Exactly. Um it, it appears like the the releasing of, of Merciless was was possibly a, a mutual thing. Uh because uh on on Twitter, on the Texans Twitter and everything like they it was like praising him you know thank you for 10 years uh we couldn't have done this without you uh you know and it was all praising so i i think it it may have been a a mutual parting of ways right kind of deal um but yeah houston's not going to be good uh, until we get a a quarterback uh and a better o-line uh, right. Now, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Laramie Tunzel was out this game. Uh, he had surgery on his hand. Um, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, he 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 had surgery on his thumb. He he was placed on injury reserve, so he's going to be out three to four weeks. That's you know our left tackle, right? Uh, so. You know, if you can't block the blind side, there's a problem. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. And then um, our other tackle, Marcus Cannon, he uh, underwent back surgery. He's going to be out for 12 weeks. So his season's over. You might as well say. Right. 
Um, you know, so uh, it's it's not looking good for the Texans, uh, especially this week, and we'll get to that here in a minute. Um, whew, that it, this week's going to be a blistering. I can promise you that. Yeah. Um. All right. So, uh, but I will. I will digress, and we can move. Yeah. On. Let's let's digress because, you know, like it, I, I think I put you through enough suffering. And uh, the next game, I mean, my God, another game that was just pff, a lopsided blowout. The can't. I'm sorry. The uh, the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Detroit Lions thirty four to eleven. Just again, another shellac. It's it, it it's it, it blows my mind. Like every every game this week in the NFL has been one of two things. It was either a complete lopsided blowout, or it was a game that came down to within ten points of each game. You know what I mean? Like, and I'll get to that here in a minute. Um, yeah. so we start off with uh, the Bengals. I mean, Joe Burrow came in two hundred and seventy-one yards and three touchdowns. Brandon Allen even uh, came in for a pass through a seven-yard uh, pass. Uh, for touchdown. So, uh, Joe Mixon ran for 94 yards. Joe Burrow added an additional 20. Um, Jamar Chase again trying to make his case for Rookie of the Year. Uh, four receptions for uh, 97 yards. Joe Mixon had five receptions and a touchdown. Chris Evans had three receptions and a touchdown. Uh, uh, CJ Uzma uh, with a touchdown. Alden Tate had a touchdown. Um, I mean, it just. I mean, Logan Wilson with an interception. Von Bell was uh, uh, with seven uh, total tackles. Shout out to Von Bell, Ridgeland alum. Um, and then you go to the Lions, and whew, they they don't look good at all. Um, Jared Goff, 202 yards, no touchdowns and an interception. Uh, DeAndre Swift was their leading rusher with 24 yards rushing and a touchdown, so he did get him their only touchdown that didn't take place until – the fourth quarter, um, TJ Hawkinson was their leading receiver, eight, eight receptions and 74 yards. Uh, yeah, just, it, it, it was a bad game all around, um, for the Detroit Lions. They are the, if I'm not mistaken, they're the only under the only winless team left in the, um, in the NFL right now. So, yeah, and I, I, yeah, I feel for Jared Goff, though, man. Jared Goff has lost a career-high nine straight games, including the playoffs. You see what I'm saying? He is 18-20 and 20 since losing the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're 0-6 right now. They lost to the 49ers, the Packers, the Ravens, the Bears, the Vikings, the Bengals, and this week they're going to lose again. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll definitely get into that game. But let me ask you this, though. With the Bengals sitting at 4-2, and two, I mean, they they could be the surprise team that shocks everybody coming out of the AFC this year. Yeah, the Bengals are sitting at at number two in their uh, division, right mm-hmm. behind right behind the Ravens. So uh, it, it's a shocker that that Pittsburgh is the worst team in that division right now. Yeah, I mean, because Pittsburgh's never been really near the bottom of that division, and they haven't been for a while. Um, you know, because I mean, it's like, oh well, the the battle of the AFC North is always going to be between Baltimore and Pittsburgh because Cincinnati's never been that good, and to hell with Cleveland. No, Cleveland and Cincinnati have both been stepping their games up for a while, and Pittsburgh, to be honest, Pittsburgh's an old team, and we'll get to them here in just a little bit. Um, but yeah, but to say that 
to say that Cincinnati right now sitting at four and two shocks me. It I won't say it shocks me. It surprises me because I figured that they would not be four and two at this point. I would have took that number and reversed it. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking maybe two and four, but four and two. No, I I didn't think that at all. Yeah, no, uh, you know, I figured Joe Burrow coming back from injury might be a little, as they say, gun shy. Yeah. Um, but no, man, he, you wouldn't think that he was injured the whole last season, pretty much. No. And I do think the addition of Jamar Chase does help him. Uh, definitely. That, that he has a connection with a player that he used to play with in college. Definitely. Uh, a connection. Um, but we're going to go to the next game on this one, a game that was kind of close. I mean, it was within 10. Um, but once again, Green Bay just does Green Bay things, man. The Packers won against the Chicago Bears 24-14. to um, In a game that was close in the fourth quarter, uh, it was 17-14 uh, to um, uh, with Green Bay ahead. Um, and, you know, Green Bay just – put the icing on the table, just put the dagger in the, the, the heart of the Bears. Uh, now, Aaron Rodgers didn't have a great game. He was 195 yards for two touchdowns. Um, and then he, he he also rushed for a touchdown. Aaron Jones did have 76 yards on the ground as well, along with A.J. Dillon with 59 yards. Uh, Devontae Adams didn't really – I mean, he had his game. He was the lead receiver, but only four receptions, 89 yards. Aaron Jones also caught a, caught a reception. Allen uh, uh, Lazard had a uh, touchdown as well. Um so, yeah, I mean, they definitely pulled out all the stops for this particular one, which, again, it's an NFC North rivalry. They always play each other heavy. They always play each other hard. Justin Fields had a good game, 174 yards and a touchdown, did throw the pick. So he did have the uh, did have the interception by uh, Daryl Savage. Again, awesome last name. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, you know, he's the cream of the crop. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no, uh, uh, Khalil Hubbard had uh, 97 yards and a touchdown rushing. Um, Allen Robinson was the lead receive, was the leading receiver, four receptions, 53 yards. Uh, but Darrell, uh, uh, Darnell, I'm sorry, Darnell Mooney was the uh, um, only one who got a touchdown on the, as far as the receiving cores, five receptions, 45 yards and a touchdown. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there was definitely, uh, it was definitely good. Uh, Raquan Smith uh, was the leading um, tackler, uh, uh, 12 total tackles. Um, this game though was a really interesting game from the standpoint that both uh, you, you felt like both teams really wanted it, and the fact that had the had the Bears won, both teams would be would be sitting at four and two, and then that we would be having a different discussion today about ooh, which one of these teams are really the best team in the NFC North right now? Because right now there's a clear consensus that right now Green Bay is the best because of their five and one record, but right. man, I mean. Th- if, if Chicago would have won this game, that would have significantly shifted the balance of power in the NFC North. Uh, I don't think so. You don't think so? No, uh, I, I don't. Uh, now, I will tell you what my favorite part of this whole game was. Go ahead. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' touchdown run. Yes. He comes up to the fans. He's like, I fucking own you all day long. I own you. <laughs> Yes. 
Um, yes. Now they were. T- they talked about that on Undisputed. Um, because I don't get to watch Undisputed live as it happens because I'm at work. But I'll go when I watch like the highlights on YouTube after when I'm on lunch or whatever. And they they asked Shannon Sharp, but Shannon Sharp was like, "I love it. Where's this Aaron Rodgers been all year? Where's this guy been at? Because that's the guy I like. That's the guy I want to see. I think he's an arrogant asshole. He didn't say that, but that's I threw that in there. I apologize. But yeah, I mean that's the guy. That's the guy you want to see. Well, but but then did you hear what Skip Bayless said about him? No, because I try to tune him out. But but no, okay, no I didn't. So, I didn't hear what he had to say. No, because I had to. At that point, I was at that point. Amy had called me, and you know, I always have to you know, talk to her on my lunch breaks. Okay, so, so this is not verbatim. Okay, uh, I'd have to go back and and read the transcript or whatnot. But he basically said that Aaron Rodgers is the LeBron James of the NFL and Shannon Sharp was hold up. He says, hold up now. How the hell LeBron get brought up into this conversation? And he said, well, let me explain. He's a showboat prima donna that wouldn't be good if it wasn't for his team. Oh, oh, right, right. Aaron, yeah, oh my God, man, yeah, he he is so, oh my God, so right, he wouldn't be good without his team, oh wait, what happened when LeBron James left Cleveland, oh wait, they they had first round picks two straight years, right, and again, I'm not saying that he's wrong in the sense because maybe he gets afforded luxuries that other players don't get, you know, but what I am saying is that, no, okay, if you're talking about in terms of like, I don't see the comparison, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't. We're talking about Skip Bayless, okay? That, that's what I'm doing. I don't understand the comparison. Like, if you're, okay, first of all, and I'll just go ahead and throw it out there. If you're going to put, because everybody always says the same thing when we talk, when when people bring up Michael versus LeBron, what when they compare it to football, who do they compare the rivalry to? Uh, I mean, it's typically Brady versus. Montana, right? Mon- right. No, that is not the that 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 is not the the, the argument that I would make. Okay. I would say, and this and this is me personally. This might be, and I know I'm going away from the, the the script a little bit, but just hear me out. I don't think that it's a it, that it's Tom Brady versus Joe Montana when we talk about Michael versus uh, LeBron. Okay. I think it's more Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. And what I mean by that is. If you want to talk about an overall better player, if you want to make that argument, I can make the argument that I personally think that Peyton Manning was an overall better player than Tom Brady based on statistics alone, but Tom Brady got seven championships. Okay. You can make the argument that LeBron James is an overall better player than Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan's got them six championships. You see what I'm saying? Like that would be the comparison that I would make, you know. And a lot of people always because what in that scenario, a lot of people they say, well, LeBron James is Tom Brady, and Michael Jordan is Joe Montana. And the whole thing is like, well, if that's the case, Joe Montana's the goat because he's undefeated in Super Bowls. That argument would hold weight if Brady had less than four, but he doesn't. He has seven. He has more championships. So if you win more championships, even though, okay, it may have took you 10 tries to get them, 
you're 70%. Yeah, the other guy might be 100, but he don't have as many. You see what I'm saying? Right. You know, so I would say that would be the equation. I don't see how, again, it, yeah, do I think that Aaron Rodgers is an arrogant douchebag? His personality and his attitude certainly says that he is. Do I think LeBron James is an arrogant douchebag? Honestly, I've never got, I've never personally got that vibe from him. I know that he, I mean, I mean, my God, would an arrogant douchebag, you know, set up scholarships for, you know, underprivileged kids and start colleges and, you know, you know, give, you know, give stuff for kids and donate back to the community that helped that, that, that raised them in Akron, Ohio and do all the things that he's doing. And I mean, is, is, is that something a prima donna does? You know? I mean, I don't think so. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, people will talk about how, oh, well, and I'll just say this. Oh, oh, well, well, my, you know, LeBron James had D Wayne. He had Chris Bosch. He had uh, Kevin Love. He had Kyrie Irving. He had, he had this guy. He had that guy. He had this guy. Uh, Michael Jordan has Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, uh, got who else? Steve Kerr, like Tony Kuko. Tony Kuko, Stacy King, like he had a plethora of guys who were got Ray Allen is always the one that he brings up. Oh, Ray Allen saved LeBron James' legacy. Uh no, Ray Allen got Ray Allen hit a three-pointer that helped the Miami Heat. You know, again, that's one thing that I fucking hate is that it's a team sport and you give all the love to one person in a team sport and if the team here see, and this is this is what I hate and every single sports analyst does this whether it's Skip Bayless, Stephen A Smith, Shannon Sharp, Max Kellerman, Will Kane, all of them. They all do the exact same damn thing. It's hypocrisy is what it is. They will pinpoint a certain athlete and they will put expectations on that athlete. And if that athlete exceeds those expectations, see, I told you, I told you he was going to be that. Give me credit. I said that was going to happen. But if that, 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 if that certain athlete does not exceed to those expectations or even falls way short, the same personality who gives that person the, 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 the expectations now completely disrespects and denigrates that person for not living to the expectations that that one person set for him. That's hypocrisy. You can't in one breath say, well, I think he's going to be a great outfit. I see him winning multiple MVPs. Doesn't win an MVP his whole career. Man, he's a massive disappointment. To who? To you? Just because he didn't win an MVP, he's a disappointment to you? Fuck you. Uh, whatever. I'm, I'm, we're off on a tangent. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> that, that lasted way longer than I did, and I apologize, Chip. But seriously? No. But you want to compare okay. LeBron James to Skip? But you gonna compare LeBron James to, to to Aaron Rodgers of all people? Right. Uh, now I, I I kind of see where you're coming from, but at the same time, I I, I see where the the analysts are coming from. Um, okay. And, and and I will explain. Okay, go ahead. You did the same thing just a couple of minutes ago I when know. you said. When you said the Miami Dolphins are probably the biggest disappointment of the season, you had expectations for them. They have not reached, they have not met those expectations. So you dismiss them. They're still your team. You're still going to root for them, but you've dismissed them. You see what I'm I saying? Not, I understand what you're saying, but when, but see, they're my favorite team. I have a little bit more, what's the word? 
I don't I have expectations solely based on what we have been told by the sports media saying, oh, this team is going to be the, you know, the, so the, but then when they don't live up to that expectation, you're you're more disappointed than you are like you horrible team. You should burn the franchise or something like I wouldn't go that far. Disappointing. I mean, hell, even if the Miami Dolphins didn't have those expectations, I would still be disappointed with a one in five record. You see what right. I'm saying? Right, but but you see where I'm going. And, I see where you're going. And the thing is, is when players come out, like us as fans, uh, them as analysts, the coaches, they have certain expectations, right? Right. We'll take Trevor Lawrence, for example. There's a certain expectation that Trevor Lawrence is going to develop into a top-tier quarterback. Oh, yeah. Right? Right. Okay, but if he never does then he's considered a bust, right? Right, yeah. Okay, but who's he a bust too? He got to play in the NFL, make money doing what he loves to do. Sure, right. he, he didn't win a Super Bowl. We'll, we'll just, okay, we'll use Dan, Dan Marino. Perfect example. Okay. He got to play the game that he loved. Sure, he never won a Super Bowl. Does that make him a bust? No. Are you you sure? Because there are people that would say that Dan Marino was expected to be the best quarterback we ever seen, right? But if we go, he should have won. He should have won X number of championships. Okay, but if but if we're going to make that argument for Dan Marino, then we also have to make that same argument for guys like Warren Moon and Randall Cunningham and Philip Rivers and all those guys. No, I agree. I, 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 that's what I'm saying. So there are certain expectations put on these people, uh, these players, but, but when is the expectation too high that, that it, it's so high, nobody's ever going to reach that expectation, Right. No, no, I see what you're saying about the about the the, the difficulty of the expectation. I mean, right. that's I mean, the, I guess the the over exaggeration would be Trevor Lawrence coming in as a rookie, and the expectation is for this young rookie who's never played it down in the NFL to lead this team to a Super Bowl. Like that's a legitimate, unrealistic expectation. But I think a lot of it is based off of last year's statistics, players coming in, their statistics, and where they project this team to be and that's what and I guess that's the fun part about being a fan is is that we can guess and we can try to make proclamations and I guess it's bragging rights to say like our team won this or or it's 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 a pride thing or an ego thing to say hey I predicted this or yay I was right about this because in some weird egotistical way it makes you feel like yeah you accomplished something even though you just picked a random team out of nowhere and anything could have happened you see what I'm saying no 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 I agree uh, you know, whereas us here uh, on this, the podcast, we get to kind of, we, we get the best of both worlds, right? We right. get to be the fans because we love football period. Right. 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 But in doing this show, we're also kind of suedo analysts at the same time, because we have to analyze the teams that are coming up when we make our picks, you know, right. like, you know, just, you know, like the Bucks Eagles, we had to analyze that game. Okay. 
this this player is playing this well. Their defense isn't that good. How's their defense going to stack up against this offense? You know, so we're 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 pseudo analysts at the same time as we're fans. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So I just again though, I mean, you compared LeBron James to Aaron Rodgers though. I mean, yes, he did. Uh, oh, as man, a matter of like, fact. I'm Which pretty both are great players. Both are great players. Like, and again, nothing away. If, if you was to hook me up to a lie detector test, and I have to be honest with you, I think pound for pound, just based on just pure ability of throwing the football, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks to play the game right now. He, I, 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 I consider him. If you want to argue with me, he's top three. Okay, cool. I think he's top three. But I mean. I mean, I mean, and even though in LeBron James, even in his 18th season, he's still a top five player. So, yeah, you know, uh, I just sent you the the link to the YouTube of the video where um, Skip Bayless said it. Skip Bayless said it. Uh, okay, I'll let you listen, l- watch that, uh, and form your own opinion. Right. Uh, on but shout that. out to you, Uncle Shay Shay. I love you, buddy. <laughs> I'm not mad at you anymore. That tweet was over a year old. I'm over it. <laughs> no, it was over two years ago, wasn't it? Uh, close to two years. Close to two years. Yeah, yeah. I ain't mad at you no more, Shay Shay. I love you. But anyway, all right. So after we went on that insane, untangible, unauthorized rant, let's move on to the next game. A, a game. That I think we all kind of got wrong. I think we all got it wrong. A game that I thought was going to legit be closer than what it was. It was a game that I thought was going to be game of the week. But oh my God. This was another shellacking. The Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens who I just found out was my son's favorite football team now. How? I don't know. I'll let him explain it to you one day. But the Baltimore Ravens beat the Los Angeles Chargers 34-6. to Thirty-four to six, the same Chargers team that beat the shit out of the Chiefs just what a week ago, two weeks ago, something like that. Yeah. Beat, got beat bad, bad, like twenty-eight points bad by the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, now, now to be fair, Justin Herbert had one hundred ninety-five yards and a touchdown. No one could run the no nobody nobody could run the football. They had twenty six total yards rushing. Twenty six total yards rushing between Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, and Joshua Kelly. Okay, the leading receiver was Keenan Allen with five receptions and fifty yards. Okay, just now the only good part was Kaiser White did have two interceptions. And Derwin James was the leading tackler with eight total tackles. You know, now, to be fair, Lamar Jackson didn't have the best game in the world. He had a, he was a, he, 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 uh, he passed for 167 yards and a touchdown, but he did throw those two interceptions. But at the same time, I, I can't even believe I'm saying this though. Devontae Freeman ran for 50, ran for 53 yards and a touchdown. Latavius Murray, 44 yards and a touchdown. And a rarity, ladies and gentlemen, one, something I never thought would happen in the NFL again. Le'Veon Bell, 18 yards and a touchdown. What? 
Mark Andrews also had five receptions, 56, I'm sorry, um, 68 yards and a touchdown. That was the only touchdown that uh, they had. Um, Deshaun Elliott had the interception, had, had, had an interception. Just again, man, another one of those games where you, you thought it was going to be one way and it ended up being the other. How are you feeling? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, exactly. I'm actually, exactly. That's how I'm feeling too. I'm, I'm, I'm actually confused at how this happened because the chargers, they, as well as they've been playing all season, they should have won this game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, uh, they should have won this game. There's, there's nothing on paper that says that the Ravens should should have dominated this game from the opening snap. If the Ravens would have won this game by like three, or you know, a touchdown, I would have been okay with it. No. They beat the Chargers by 28 points. That is the equivalent of four touchdowns. What? The fuck? Really? Exactly. Wow. Dude, my, my mind is blown right now. It's, it's crazy. But nevertheless, though, we're going to go to another game, which I think we all got this one wrong. What the fuck has happened to the Carolina Panthers? Uh, we what, didn't all What has wrong. happened? Oh, we didn't all get that wrong? No, you and Roger got that one wrong. I picked okay, Minnesota you got it right. Yeah, yeah, brag about it. But no, in overtime, the damn Minnesota Vikings thirty-four to the Carolina Panthers twenty-eight in a game that again went into overtime. I'll just hit you with the stats: Kirk Cousins came out, balled out, three hundred seventy-three yards, three touchdowns. Dalvin Cook twenty-nine carries at one hundred and forty yards and a touchdown. Adam Thielen, if you had Adam Thielen. On your fantasy team this week, guess what? You had yourself a damn good game. 11 receptions, 128, 26 yards, I'm sorry, and a touchdown. Uh, K.J. Osborne, six receptions, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Justin Jefferson got his numbers, eight receptions, 80, uh, 80 yards. Um, now, now he did lose a fumble, so there was one thing. Um, but um, Armand Watson, Xavier Woods, not that Xavier Woods, but Xavier <laughs> Woods had a had a forced fumble. Shout out to you, Xavier. Um you know, up, up, down, down. Go check it out on YouTube. Um, but yeah, but um, Bashar uh, Breeland had an interception in this game. Um, you know, so there's a lot of there was a lot of good things that they did in this game. Then you go to the Carolina Panthers side, and man, I don't get, dude. Sam Darnold was 17 of 41. I I, I don't know. It. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. What happened? But I want to take this opportunity to just say how terrible is the NFL overtime rule? I can't, dude. I can't stand it. It is literally the only sport from little league to professional where, when it goes into overtime, both sides uh, get the the chance or don't get the chance to have a go with the ball. So if you win the coin toss and you score, the game is over. Yeah. Well, they might, they, they modified it a couple of years ago when they said that if you score a field goal, then the chance, then the other team gets a chance to score a field goal or, or to either tie the game or score a touchdown to win the game. Right. But 
even then, I mean, what's wrong with just doing another 15-minute quarter? I mean, I get, I granted, I, I understand it's TV time, you know, and, and things of that nature. Oh, we got to get to America's game of the week. No, you don't. You can wait. It happens. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. You know, it, um, it can an extra 15 minutes is not going to hurt. And even if you do go the extra 15 minutes, it'll be more exciting football and more people are going to tune in. Like, hey, did you hear? Minnesota and Carolina going into overtime. Oh shit! What channel is that on? It's on. It's on Fox. I gotta flip it over. I'll be back in a minute. You know, extra. You know, it's it, it it's more intriguing because then when they score a touchdown, it's like, oh man, they got like seven minutes left. Are they going to be able to come back and win this game? Like, you know, it makes it more intriguing. I think if you just score a touchdown, ah, game's over. No, like give them that uh, that extra chance to score. You see what I'm saying? But nevertheless. But yeah, Sam Darnold, 207 yards and a touchdown, had that interception. Um, Chubba Hubbard, which again, still one of the greatest names in the NFL. I'm sorry. Chubba Hubba, Hubbard, um, 61 yards and a touchdown, rushing. Um, DJ Moore was the leading reception uh, with five receptions, 73 yards. Uh, and DJ Moore and Sam Darnold both lost a fumble in this game. Right. Uh, just, man. Um, Keith Taylor and uh, Jermaine Carter both tied. Uh, with 10 total tackles um, as the best tacklers on the defense. No sacks in this game whatsoever between uh, from the Carolina Panthers. Just a just a just a raw dogging man. This 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 whole game was just it was good, but again, the overtime rule is just I, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I just and, don't get it. Now I told you last week this was gonna be the game to watch, and it was. It was yep. a damn good game. I don't think it was game of the week. No. I, I We will get to that one in a minute, what I think was game of the week. Right. But, but this was a damn good game. It was a damn good game. Here's one, another game that I was shocked again by the outcome. Well, okay, let me, let me rephrase that. I wasn't shocked by the outcome. I was shocked by the score. Not the outcome of the winner, the outcome of the score. The Arizona Cardinals beat the Cleveland Browns 37 to 14. Just molly whopped them too. Like, yep. again, like Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray again is making his case for MVP, 229 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, James Conner ran for 71 yards. Chase Edmonds with uh, 46 yards. Um, AJ Green had a touchdown. Christian Kirk had a touchdown. D Hop had two touchdowns. Just, 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 just wrecking them. Um, you know, Robert Alford had an interception, uh, like a lot of, you know, uh, Jalen Thompson played good. Isaiah Simmons played good. Uh, Byron Murphy played good. Just, you know, Zayvon Collins played good. JJ played good. JJ had five total tackles and a sack in this game, you know, just exactly beasting. And then you go to Cleveland Baker Mayfield, 234 yards, two, uh, two touchdowns, uh, no interceptions. I'm sorry. One interception, unfortunately. Um, now, now they were without Nick Chubb, so we will, you know, we we can, we can say okay, Nick Chubb being out of the lineup was kind of a kind of a harmful thing, but they did run for sixty six yards with Kareem Hunt, um, uh, Donovan uh, Peoples Jones four receptions, hundred one yards and two touchdowns, uh, uh, OBJ with five receptions, seventy nine yards, um, Baker Mayfield fumbled twice and lost both times, and. 
there's been a lot of talk, and I'm going to get your opinion. I don't know if you heard about it this week, but there have been a lot of talk on a lot of the on a lot of the sports channels about how a lot of people believe that Baker that because of just the way Baker's been playing these last few weeks, is it time for the Cleveland Browns to move on from Baker Mayfield? Which I think that that's way too much of a premature. Um, thing to go straight to because I mean they, they are three and three so it's not like they're a bottom of the barrel team but what do you what do you instantly think when someone says man maybe they should move on from Baker Mayfield how are you feeling about that uh no I don't think they should move on from Baker Mayfield uh Baker Mayfield is is a decent quarterback uh they've just had some shit luck Yes, is what I would call it. Uh, they're, I think personally that they're much better than their record shows. Yes, uh, just like I personally think the Miami Dolphins are better than their record shows. Right, the Dolphins have had some shit luck. They've had injuries uh, to key players. Uh, just like I, I think. The, the Browns have had injuries to key players. Uh, no, I I do not think it's time to move on from Baker Mayfield. I think right. you give him another year, possibly two, at least one more year uh, to, to prove his worth. Um. But, you know, if he hasn't done what he needs to do, and maybe it's the system. I mean, we've seen players leave one system, go to another system, and ball out, right? Right. Maybe it's the system that's not working for him. I don't know. But, uh, no, I don't think it's time to move on from Baker Mayfield yet. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think so either. Um, but I mean, I mean, Arizona six and zero. I can't remember the last time the Arizona Cardinals were six and zero ever. I mean, um, it's been a long time. Here we go. The Cardinals have won six straight games for the first time since the since week seven to week sixteen of the tw- of the two thousand fifteen season, where they finished thirteen and three and lost in the NFC Championship game. Okay, so there you go. Nevertheless, though, there, I mean, there's your I mean, answer. There you go. Um, <laughs> Ari- I mean, I'm telling you, man. If you'd have told me at the start of the season that Arizona would be the only undefeated team left in the NFL, I would have said, "What? What are you smoking? Pass me that shit." Um, but we move on to the next team again. Two teams that really, both teams got a lot of good things going on for them. Um, but you know the Raiders did pull off this victory. Um, uh, Sans John Gruden not being there as their head coach anymore. Uh, but the Las Vegas Raiders did defeat the Denver Broncos thirty-four to twenty-four um, in a game that was very very close. Again, it was within ten points, so it did come down to, um, and, it, and it was it it was it was kind of out of the way a little bit. I mean, it was thirty-one to ten in the third quarter at one point. It was thirty-one seventeen. Um, you know, so the Broncos did try to make somewhat of a comeback in this game. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it, for them, it was too little too late. 
Uh, Derek Carr, 341 yards, two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs had a rushing touchdown. A rare Kenyon Drake sighting, uh, 34 yards and a touchdown. Um, Henry Ruggs III, uh, 97 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Kenyon Drake with a rare passing, uh, with a rare uh, receiving touchdown. Um, also uh, 39 yards in the receiving category. Um, and then Brandon, uh, Brandon uh, Fanson, uh, Jonathan Abram and uh, Trayvon Mohig, Mohig, Mohirig. I want to say that's how it's pronounced. Three, you know, three straight interceptions from them. Um, Corey Littleton with, uh, I think, was that thirteen? Yeah, thirteen total tackles and half a sack on the game. So they, he, they, the Raiders definitely came in to put in that work. Teddy Bridgewater, man, he three thirty-four with three touchdowns, but he had them three interceptions. Uh, the interceptions, I think, is what killed the Broncos in this game, man. And uh, you know, Williams ran for fifty-three yards. Gordon ran for fifty yards. Um, Bridgewater added a little nine yards on top of that. But yeah, Noah Fant uh, was their leading receiver, nine yards. I'm sorry, uh, nine receptions, ninety-seven yards, and a touchdown. Cortland Sutton eight for ninety-four yards and a touchdown. Tim Patrick was forty-two yards receiving and a touchdown. Um, now Teddy Bridgewater also lost a fumble, so there was another one. Um, as far as just defense goes, I mean, Kareem Jackson was their leading tackler with six total tackles in a sack. Bryce Callahan had a sack, but you know, again, this was a close game. This was a game that was kind of intriguing there toward the end, but I felt like it was kind of already over in the fourth quarter. Um, because I think once they kicked that field goal in the fourth quarter and the Broncos, you know, had to hurry up, you know, the shotgun, Teddy Bridgewater catch throws a short pass to font, you know, in the end zone almost trying to make a comeback, but I felt like it was too little too late for the Broncos at that point. How were you feeling toward the, 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 the latter part of this game? Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it was almost as if they just kind of gave up. Uh, does that make sense? Uh, the, the Broncos, the defense, the, the end, the, I, I don't want to go there, but it, I mean, it kind of looked that way. Because I felt like after that field goal, when they made it thirty-four to seventeen, they felt defeated. Because you're all, you literally have to score seventeen unanswered points to even tie the game, right? You know what I mean? And I mean, it could be done. It could be done, but in the time frame that you had, and the fact that Oakland could, you know, slow the clock down at any point, you know, I mean, it was thirty-four to twenty-four in the fourth quarter with thirty-five seconds left, right? And and Denver did have the ball, but. In 35 seconds, they would have had to score a touchdown, get the two-point intercept. Uh, get, I'm sorry. They, in order for them to win that game, this is what would have had to have happened. They would have had to score a touchdown, making it 34 to 30, get the two-point conversion, would have made it 34 to 32. Then they'd have to recover the onside kick. Then they'd have to throw it all the way down the field to get in field goal range, and then kick a field goal, making the score 35 to 34 all in a matter of 35 game time seconds. Not to say it can't be done, but the likelihood is not very good. Exactly. <laughs> but but nevertheless though, I mean, it would have been it, it would have been fun as hell to watch, I think, if they would have did if they if they did pull that off, I'd have been like, "Ooh, this is special. I want to see this." Again. And then we move on to the next game. Another game going into overtime. A game that I think was a little bit closer than it should have been. A game where if Dallas would have lost, 
a lot of people would have been like, "Ah, see, told you they were fakes. But the Dallas Cowboys did defeat the New England Patriots in overtime, 35-29, to um, with C.D. Lamb's touchdown right there at the very end. Um, Dak Prescott, 445 yards, three touchdowns and interception. Um, Zeke ran for 69. Pollard ran for 41. Um, C.D. Lamb, again, if you had C.D. Lamb on your fantasy team this week, he went off. Nine receptions, 149 yards, and two touchdowns. Schultz had 79 yards. Amari uh, Cooper had uh, five receptions with 55 yards. Zeke threw in a nice 50 yards as well. Uh, just out of nowhere, man, C.D. Lamb just came alive. Now, Prescott did have the fumble, and that did hurt him. But man, Trayvon Diggs, man, again, I am I'm just throwing it out there right now. Trayvon Diggs is right now probably the best the best uh defensive back in the game right now. Just on pure statistics alone for this season, he's 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 unbelievable. Unbelievable as a player. Um uh and then, he's only been in the league two years. Has it been two years? He's only been in the league two years. Okay. Out of out of University of Alabama, so you know that he's got, you know, that championship pedigree in him. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, and he's only 23 years old and he's only getting back. Like, just this year, this year, just this year alone, alone, he has seven interceptions. Seven. And and we're only six games into the season. Xavier Howard had 10 interceptions for the whole entire year last year. And he's already got seven interceptions? Bro! Yep. You guys stop throwing to him. Stop throwing. Are you that dumb enough to think, I could beat uh, uh, Trayvon Diggs. That ain't no problem. I got my best wide out on him. Hey, where the ball going? Oh, shit. He's coming back to me. No, run. Like, bro. Dude, Trayvon Diggs is the truth, man. I'm telling you, man. And then you go to New England side. And then you look at the statistics from them, and Mac Jones has been doing good. You know, two twenty nine, uh, two two touchdowns. Aside from the interception from for, from Diggs, Damian Harris ran for one hundred one yards and a touchdown. Um, uh, Ramondre Stevenson twenty three yards and a touchdown. Um, Kendrick Bourne was the only one who really had a touchdown. Well, not take that back. Hunter Henry had a touchdown as well. Um, 75 Kendrick Bourne only one reception, 75 yards, but it was a touchdown, so he did make it count. Uh, Mac Jones did have the fumble, and I think the fumble was definitely a, a big cause. Um, uh, Jawan Bentley, though, with 13 you know, total tackles. This game being as close as it was, did you think this game should have been should have been this close? Uh, no, right? I, I, I thought Dallas should have won this a little easier than they won, than they did win it. Right. Um, but I meant shout out to Mac Jones and the Patriots. They've got something going on over there that is really good. I mean, right. I, I, I they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, you know, for, for the next couple of years. Cause I think they're going to get better. I mean, this is just me putting, you know, my thinking cap on for a minute, but I think they're going to get better next year. Um, you know, uh, Mac Jones will have two years under his, or he'll have this whole season under his belt starting, you know, his second year. Um, 
you know, he's got one of, if not the best coach in the NFL coaching him. Uh, they've put some some great pieces around him. Right. I, I, I think they're going to be pretty good next year, too. Right. Uh, but see, and Bourne, Jacoby Myers, uh, Nelson Aguilar, you know, uh, John New Smith. The, he, the, he's got some young players on that team that he can grow with. And, and again, I think if you have a young team that you can grow with, and if you get good at the right time, any, anything's possible. And, bro, he's, again, and this is the Miami Dolphins fan in me that's saying, no, don't give this guy any love. I have to be a realist and say Mac Jones was the perfect pick for this team. And there were so many other quarterbacks that Bill Belichick could have traded away picks and traded away players and moved up in the draft. He could have got Trey Lance. He could have got Trevor Lawrence. He could have gotten all these other players, but instead he went with Mac Jones. And again, I mean, Bill Belichick, we, people tend to forget this. Bill Belichick drafted Tom Brady. So, I mean, yep. he kind of has an eye for quarterbacks. Not any yeah. good backups, but he has an idea for quarterback. Well, no, I can't even say that because in 2008, when Tom Brady went down with that knee injury, um, damn, Matt Castle came in and they still went 11 and five. Like, right. damn. But the Dolphins, I think that was the last year, the, in 2008, I think it was the last year that the Dolphins won the uh, the ASC uh, East. So maybe I shouldn't talk so much. Well, like <laughs> you guys are going to win it this year either. I don't know. I don't. Hey, wait, I'm, I'm just, I'm just shut saying. up. <laughs> anyway, so let's go. So let's go on to the Sunday night main event. A game that again went into overtime. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Seattle Seahawks Sunday night football. Pittsburgh came out with the win. I actually shocked myself on that one. <laughs> Pittsburgh won, but for real, like I shot myself on that one. I did pick the Steelers, right? Just want to make sure double check yeah. myself. The Steelers yeah. did win twenty three to twenty um, in a game that was very, very close, very, very uh, good and exciting. Pittsburgh came out not not a whole lot of big exciting action in the first quarter. Pittsburgh came in, scored twice in the second, um, and then Seattle came back, scored twice in the third, and then Pittsburgh kicked that field goal. You know, and they kind of you know kind of traded back and forth a little bit, but then you know they got it in overtime. Um, now, granted, I will say this: Russell Wilson did not play in this game. I no, think Geno Smith started. Yes, Geno Smith started this game. He was serviceable, two hundred and nine yards and a touchdown. Alex Collins ran all over the field, one hundred one yards and a touchdown. Uh, DK Metcalf, which I'm going to get into DK Metcalf here in just a second because he had a pretty interesting exchange with old Uncle Shay Shay. Um, eight receptions, fifty eight yards. Unfortunately, no touchdowns. Uh, the only touchdown that was scored by uh, Gino in this game was to Will Disley. Never heard of him. Um, nope. But he had two receptions, eight yards, and a touchdown. Um, but Gino, Gino, Gino Smith also lost a fumble as well in this game as well. Uh, and shout out to Bobby Wagner reclaiming him, reclaiming himself as one of the best linebackers in the game with uh, 14 total tackles. Uh, uh, DJ Reed also with uh, nine. Uh, damn, Jordan Brooks with 14 total. Uh, that and when I say total, I mean solo and assisted. So that just lets y'all know that he's in on tackles. 
Um, as far as Pittsburgh goes, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, 229 and a touchdown. Uh, Najee Harris, 81 yards total rushing. Um, Eric Ebron with a rare um, carry of, of one yard and a touchdown in this game. Uh, but Najee Harris did have a receiving touchdown on this night. Um, uh, Deontay Johnson, nine receptions, 71 yards. Um, now, now, Ben did lose a fumble. You know, but man, the forced fumbles in this game alone, TJ Watt, Mika Fitzpatrick, and James Pierre all forced fumbles in this game. So definitely, um, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick and uh, Cameron Hayward um, were the two leading uh, tackle getters in this game at nine total. Uh, TJ had TJ Watts had TJ Watt, I'm sorry, had seven total tackles, two touch, I'm sorry, uh, two sacks. And three tackles for a loss, so he's getting back into the groove of things, trying to get trying to get back to that. I'm he sorry, also had a forced fumble. Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. He also had a forced fumble. I was already hey, he, he and he also the defended three different passes. So yeah, there we go. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm scatterbrained all over. I think I didn't I mention I mentioned yeah, him I mentioned he caused the forced fumble. Him Fitzpatrick and James Pierre. Yeah, I just I just said that. Um, oh, okay, I, I yeah. thought you meant sacks. I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. He had no. He only had two sacks, but uh. But yeah, I mean, but even still, then I mean, yeah, you know, I still say he was defensive player of the year last year. But we're not, we're not going to go there because that's a whole other can of worms. Um, but yeah, Pittsburgh coming out on top in this game. How did you feel about it? Uh, I mean, I predicted it. Uh, I, I I figured that Pittsburgh would come out on top, knowing that Russell Wilson wasn't going to be playing. Uh, Geno Smith was starting. Um, but I didn't think that it would be this close uh no if that that makes sense i thought that um i I thought that they would probably the steelers would win by more um but they didn't i mean they still won uh and that's all that matters in in the game of of football so right yeah, well, that was almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades or something like that. Yeah, that's the yeah. uh, the old that, mantra. That's, that's the old saying, right? So. And the game, um, which I'm happy that this game actually happened on my birthday uh, on Monday. Uh, but yeah, the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans, dude, that was a. Ge- you, did you watch this game? I did, bro. The last dude, if 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 you don't, even if you didn't watch this game, just go back and watch like the last, like the last five minutes of this game is completely insane. But the Buffalo Bills lost this game. We all, I think, we all predicted the Bills to win this one, correct? Uh, no, you actually called uh, called for the Titans with the. Upset. I did call for the Titans. Shit, yeah, I called for the Titans one. I could have swore I called for the Bills to win because I immediately think I'm like, man, I I, I thought I should have went with the Titans, but man, no. Everybody in this game played their ass off in this game. Josh Allen, 353 yards and three touchdowns, but he did have that interception. Um, you know, Singletary, Allen, Moss, and McKenzie, you know, they all, you know, did good. But in total, they only ran for, what was it, 82 yards total uh, in this yeah. game. Um, you know, 82 yards total in the game, uh, which, I mean, pfft. 82 yards, but we'll get to we'll get to the reason why here in a minute. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, did, you know, he did he had his th- he did his thing. 91 yards receiving. Uh, Stephon Diggs came out of nowhere with a touchdown, and also with uh, 89 yards. Cole Beasley had 88 uh, yards and a touchdown receiving. Uh, 
Dawson Knox didn't really have that good of a game today. I mean, I was I was kind of expecting a good game from him. Um, now Jordan Pryor did get the interception from him. Uh, uh, Tremaine Edmonds did was their leading tackle at ten tackles. Uh, so yeah, I mean they did a good job. Tennessee Titans came in. Now Ryan Tannehill did not have a good game in terms of touchdowns goes. Okay, two hundred and sixteen yards total, and he did throw that interception. But he also he also did have a, a three yard rushing touchdown. So we'll give him that. But King motherfucking Henry. 143 yards and three touchdowns. I'm sorry. All due respect to every quarterback in the game right now. How the fuck is Derrick Henry not at least in the conversation of MVP right now? No, no, no. He How? Is. That's the thing. He is the MVP. Whether he wins the the title at the end of the season or not, he he is the MVP, one hundred percent. Because go ahead, go ahead. Correct me if I'm wrong. MVP means most valuable player. Correct. Correct. Okay, so with I. Maybe this is me reaching. Okay. Uh, but but without Derrick Henry, the Titans Ain't shit. aren't winning the games that they have won. Exactly. Look, I'm sorry to Jerry and Jennifer. I'm sorry to Johnny and Tiffany. I'm sorry to Brandon. I love you guys. I really do. But without Derrick Henry, the Tennessee Titans ain't shit. And I'm being real. And that's not a bad thing, me saying that. And the reason I'm saying it's not a bad thing is because this is the best damn running back you guys have had since Eddie George. The best running back since Eddie George. I'm going to go out on the limb and say that he's better than Eddie George. Okay. I'll go go along with that. I'll go along with that because, I mean, Eddie George and and Derrick Henry, there were two different styles of runners. Correct. You know what I'm saying? In the speed department, I say Chris. I say he's a better quarterback. He's a better running back than Chris Johnson was too. And Chris Johnson was fucking awesome. I I personally think that Derrick Henry is the best running back that Tennessee has ever had. Let me put this into a perspective for you. As of right now, they've only played six games this year. Six, okay, six games. Now the first game that they played against the Cardinals, they didn't really do so well. But that's the Cardinals. And that's when they lost 38 to 13. He only had 58 yards in that game and no touchdowns. But ever since that game, 182, 113, 157, 130, 143, touchdowns, three touchdowns against uh, 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 the Seahawks, no touchdowns against the Colts, but a touchdown against the Jets, three against the Jaguars, three against the Bills. He's already at 10 touchdowns at six games. 10 touchdowns in six games already, okay? Last year, no, only 10. Tu- he has 10 touchdowns this year was, in only six games. I thought it okay? was seven, I thought it was seven touchdowns, 640 yards rushing, seven touchdowns. No, as of as of no, as of this year so far, as of the 2021 season, he has he has rushed for 783 yards and okay. 10 touchdowns in six games. Okay. I must have looked at at those stats prior to the uh, the game. Let me uh, let me let me explain this to people who do not understand this. Okay, back in two thousand and eight, 
Adrian Peterson won the MVP award, okay? All, all Derrick Henry has to do is score three more touchdowns the rest of the year, and he eclipsed the, the total number of touchdowns that Adrian Peterson had the year that he won the MVP. Mm-hmm. How, how in God's name can you sit there and think, first of all, he should have been MVP last year. How the hell do you run for 2,027 yards, 17 touchdowns, and not get MVP? Not be considered the best player in the game or the best running back in the game. Not be considered a uh, most valuable player to your team or the NFL. I'm just saying. And I'm not, again, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. I'm not a Tennessee Titans fan. If we're going by tier of importance of teams, uh, I say Miami's number one, maybe the Titans. Yeah, Titans at number two, and probably the Atlanta Falcons at three because, I, you know, I'm in close proximity to the A. That being said, I will say this. If Derrick Henry isn't at least in consideration of the MVP race, and I get it, Josh Allen's great, Tom Brady's great, Aaron Rodgers is great, Kyler Murray is great. All the quarterbacks are great. But you cannot tell me in a realistic sense that a man who in six games has 10 touchdowns rushing and 783 yards rushing isn't in contention. If Derrick Henry stays on this pace, stays on this pace, he's going to eclipse Eric Dickerson's uh, rushing uh, title. He's going to eclipse it. Oh, I think so. He will, he, he will eclipse LaDainian Tomlinson's 27. I'm sorry. Is it 27 or 28 rushing touchdowns in a year? He's going to eclipse it. If they if, you, if he keeps going the way that he's going, you cannot deny this man. I'm just saying you cannot deny this man. Here I am fanboying over a Tennessee Titan. But be, c- c- come on. Let's be realistic, guys. He is the best running back in the game, bar none, and there's nobody even close. There's nobody close. No one. No one. Chip, can you think of anybody close? Anybody? Mm-hmm. Anybody? Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, CD, uh, CMC. Anybody at the running back position who could touch Derrick Henry right now? Uh, I no. No, because you can't. And shout out to the Tennessee Titans for winning that game, man. They're now four and two, and I believe they're, I believe they're in the lead in the AFC uh, South right now, if I'm not mistaken. I think, or either that, or they, I think they're they either, are. They are. They are. Are they not tied with the Colts? Are the Colts not uh, four and two uh, as well? You know, the Colts might be four and two as well. That's Colts right. might be four and two as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And also, if you're looking for your favorite team and you didn't hear about them, well, that's because the Atlanta Falcons, the New Orleans Saints, the New York Jets, fuck the Jets, and the San Francisco 49ers were all on buys this week. Uh, so there, there you go with that one. Now, there's week uh, six predict. There's week six uh, review. I have not seen. I'm going to scroll down fast real quick. Okay, cool. And now we're going to go over the top 10. I have not seen the top 10, so I don't know what it looks like. So me and Chip are going into this blind. You ready, Bubba? Let's do it. All right. At number 10 this week, okay, jumping up two spots, the Tennessee Titans. Okay. I'm good with that. At number nine, bumping up one spot is the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm, Okay. At number 
at number eight, dropping down three spots, is the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. I'm good so far. At number seven, bumping up one spot, the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. At number six, staying at number six, the Green Bay Packers. Okay. So far, at number so five, far I'm in agreement. Okay. At number five, jumping up two spots, the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Uh, at number at number four, staying at number four this week are the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. At number three, staying at number three, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. At number two, dropping down from the number one position is the Buffalo Bills. Okay. And number one, moving up one space to the number one spot, the six and O Arizona. Cardinals. You know what? I am actually uh I'm in agreement with that that top 10. I wouldn't change anything. I would. Okay. I would. I would put I would I would put Baltimore over the, over Dallas right now. Mm, just cuz just, 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 just because of the dominance that they did on uh on the Chargers. I think Baltimore, dude. Again, I think something special is going on in Baltimore. Tampa Bay are five and one. I can't honestly. I might say that. No, do I put? See, do I put Tampa Bay over? I mean Buffalo. I mean it came down to it like a. It was. It was like a. Like I know Sean McDermott's getting a lot of criticism for his decision to go forward on fourth and one rather than kick the kick the field goal late in the closing moments. But I mean. Do I? Th- I mean, I had to look at it from this perspective. When I look at when okay, when I look at the top ten, I look okay. Like Arizona's number one. Do I think that they could beat bu- the Buffalo Bills? That they could probably beat the Buffalo Bills. Okay, the the Bills could the Bills beat the uh, the number three team? Could the number two beat number three? Could they beat the beat uh, the, the Buccaneers? Yeah, you could beat the Buccaneers. I think yeah. Could the Buccaneers beat Dallas? Absolutely. But Dallas almost beat Tampa Bay, so therefore, there here comes a conundrum. Then you got the Ravens. Could Dallas beat the Ravens? That's debatable, and it's a very good debatable. You know what I mean? Both teams being five and one, um, and the fact that Dallas had to go into overtime to beat the Patriots, and then the Ravens just put a shellacking on a team who was previously ranked number five, where the space that they are now. You see what I'm saying? If I had to, if I had to rearrange anything, I would I would swap five and four. I would put Baltimore at four and drop Dallas down to four. Okay, even or drop Dallas down to five. Even though they did win, I still feel like Baltimore's a better team than they are. Does, it, does that make sense? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But and as far as our teams go, oh boy. <laughs> so as far as our teams go, uh, Rogers Denver Broncos have fallen from nineteen to twenty. My Miami Dolphins have fallen from 28 to 29, and Chip's Houston Texans have dropped from 30 to 32. Yep, makes sense to me. Which I still feel like, I'm sorry, if you are if you are a winless team, you should be at the bottom. I, no. I feel like Detroit should still be at the bottom, you know? I, I can, I yeah, I can see that. Um, but, I mean, I'm not even upset with, with Houston being in the bottom. 
Uh, because I know that they're not good. Right. So. I'm trying to scroll through real quick just to see it, what the biggest leap was and what the biggest drop was. Uh, you see, uh, uh, LA dropped uh, dropped three, so that wasn't really much of a discrepancy. Uh, Cleveland dropped four spots from nine to thirteen, so they may they might have the biggest drop this week. Um, no, Carolina dropped from fourteen to nineteen, so they dropped five. Uh, so Carolina dropped the the most. Uh, let me look back. Uh, yeah, Carolina dropped the most. Uh, as far as teams that went up in the rankings this week, as far as total number, uh, the Jags went from 32 to 28, so four spots. Um, let me keep on going through here real quickly. Like, uh, see, most people kind of stayed. Uh, Vegas jumped three spots. Um, uh, Cincinnati jumped two spots. Um, so, yeah, I would probably say the biggest jump was the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, jumping up four spots from 32 to uh, 28 this week. So, so ladies and gentlemen, that is your uh, power rankings for week 17 in the NFL. This is going to be very, very interesting coming up. Yes. Um, um, before we get into the week seven, I just read a thing on Twitter. Um, I'm not going to – yes, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say who wrote it. It's just a fan – of the Houston Texans, and I I had to mute my mic because I get a good chuckle out of this, okay? Okay. I'm going to read this to you. I, I think this is all completely and utter bullshit, and I think he's probably <laughs> – no, 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 no. I, I think this person is, is probably just trolling. Okay. But verbatim, he says, we still have a shot at a Super Bowl run if we just believe, and here's – my proof at Cardinals easy W their logo is literally a bird. A bull is so much stronger than a bird. So this should be an easy win Rams basically a sheep sheep just followed the pack. They don't think for themselves. A bull leads the herd. We got this one in the bag. Plus their quarterback is like a million years old dolphins. It's a fish. Dolphins. It's a fish. <laughs> Yeah. What more can I say? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Titans. Mills Mafia will continue to roll here. Who even knows what a Titan is? They suck. <laughs> Jets. Go ahead. Jets. Green means go. We go win. Mills, 35 for 38, 375 yards, and six touchdowns. That's whew, that's going way out on a limb there, bro. <laughs> Hold on. Colts. This one got me. Colts. Insult Wentz injury here. <laughs> <laughs> he said inserts Wentz injury. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. It, it, it does kind of get a little better uh, no, no, go ahead seahawks <coughs> another bird c cardinals <laughs> at jags repeat of week one this is where davis mills clinches the mvp oh my god uh, no 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 chargers ugly uniform shitty fan base they suck we win 
the fuck was wrong with their uniforms? <laughs> 49ers, insert Jimmy G injury among many others. They bring back. <laughs> Go ahead. They bring back Colin Kaepernick and we still win. Mills Mafia still rolling. You know what, though? If they did bring Colin Kaepernick back, though, I would be like, okay, hell yeah. I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> oh, no, no. At Titans, I'm a realist, so we will lose this one as we will be playing with backups since we have already clinched the division and the first round by for the playoffs. Final record, 11-6. and six. Bring it on, Tommy boy. That was the greatest thing I think you've ever read on this show. <laughs> I <laughs> damn. <coughs> now, I, I'm I'm a diehard Texans fan. That shit ain't happening. No, no. <laughs> okay, so, so, I was gonna ask that question. I was gonna ask the question, "What the hell is this guy smoking?" But then I started to think, "Like, no, that's not pot. That's like." Cocaine, Zoloft, and sleeping pills together. That's not pot. <laughs> you, you do a little bit more critical thinking when you're high. That that I don't know what that guy's on. That, that, that guy's on another level. Someplace different. I don't know. Um, instantly enough, if you go by the statistical percentages of the the way that the, the league is constructed right now, and you go by uh, winning percentage, and the worst team gets the draft. As of right now, this is what the draft looks like so far after six games. The Detroit Lions would get the number one overall pick, followed by the Houston Texans, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Miami Dolphins, the New York Giants, the New York Jets, the Indianapolis Colts, the New England Patriots, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Seattle Seahawks round out the top ten. Um, and that's and that's as of now based on the uh percentages that's not including trades that's not including uh you no. know compensatory uh, picks or anything like that okay so according to tankathon.com which got it right last year oh so oh so okay see i'm just looking at the percentages i'm not looking at uh-huh. like okay okay so according to tankathon.com which is uh, i i used them last year to predict where our teams would would lie and everything it's got as of right now, Detroit gets the number one overall pick. Yeah. With the number two pick is the Miami Dolphins. Mm. With the number three pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. The number four pick goes to Houston. Okay, so so basically the same thing that I read, only we're swapping Houston and Miami, pretty much. Right, because of the strength of schedule. Gotcha. Uh, that's, that's what they go by. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, so uh, Detroit's strength schedule is a .59. Miami's a .49, a .45. Jacksonville's is a .46, and Houston's is a .47. Gotcha. Uh, so they have a, a, a little, just just a tiny little edge there. Um, right. So, yeah, but then you guys actually don't get your first-round pick because it goes to Philadelphia. Yep. Because of the uh, no, what now, trade? What trade was that? That that uh, I don't know. Uh, 
What trade was I can't, that? I can't, I can't remember that. I don't remember what trade that was. I don't know. But right now, as it stands right now, uh, if everything plays out like it's playing out right now, Philadelphia would have three top 10 picks in the 20 uh or in this draft wow three they would have the number two the number eight and the number nine jesus so tell me they couldn't i mean they could load up on something good there absolutely they could yeah um but yeah but like yeah look what you're saying uh right now the arizona cardinals are leading in the nfc north followed by the rams 49ers seahawks uh, I'm sorry, yeah. NFC West. I apologize. Uh, the the uh, NFC North is uh, the Packers leading at five and one, followed by the Vikings, Bears, and Lions. The NFC East are the Cowboys, followed by Washington, the Eagles, and the Giants. And the NFC South is the Buccaneers, followed by the Saints, Panthers, Falcons. Right. And the, over in the AFC, in the AFC South, the Titans are number one. In the AFC South, at four and two, followed by the Colts, Texans, and Jaguars. Uh, the AFC East. Uh, the Bills are number one uh, with, at a, with a four and two record, followed by the Patriots, the Jets, and the Dolphins. Uh, AFC North is the Baltimore Ravens at five and one, followed by the Bengals, Steelers, and Browns. Um, and then the AFC West, the Chargers and the Raiders are tied at four and two in that division, followed by the Broncos and Chiefs, who are tied at three and three. In the AFC North and the AFC West, there is no team they are five hundred or above. In that division, wow. there is nobody else in that division, or th- there's no other division that has every team 500 or above. And there's two of them in the NS in the AFC, the West and the North. Both teams, the Steelers, the Browns, the Broncos, and the Chiefs are all sitting at three and three. The Chargers, the Raiders, and the Bengals are at four and two, and the Ravens are at five and one. The, the AFC is just a better overall conference, honestly, especially on that side. Now, as far as the NFC side, the best would the best uh, teams would probably be, I don't know, maybe the the NFC West, and that's only because the Cardinals and the Rams are sitting at, sitting good. But then you got the 49ers and the Seahawks at two and three and two and four. So it, it, it balances out a little bit more, though. But I mean, at least the NFC North's not. I mean, the NFC North's getting dominated by the Packers, and the Cowboys are running away with the NFC East right now. And the, let's be honest, the Buccaneers are kind of running away with the South at this point. It just depends on how many of those, um, you know, small little tic-tac injuries are going to affect later on down the road when they play against a divisional game or divisional rival and, you know, what happens there. We don't know. But that being said, now that we've gone through all the uh, all that other stuff, let's uh, let's go to the next um, the next uh, week, week seven, and get our predictions in. Uh, before we actually do these predictions, we want you guys to know that the Bills, the Cowboys, the Jaguars, the Chargers, the Vikings, and the Steelers are all on by this week. So you get 13 games instead of 16. But you know what? We got a couple of good 13 games right here. So, Chip, go ahead. All right. We're going to start off with our Thursday night game. We got the, the Broncos versus the Browns. I um, think it's going to be a good one. I think this is going to be a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Browns to win, but I think it's going to be extremely close. I agree. I think it's going to be extremely close, too, and I got the Browns winning. This game might even go into overtime. Uh, It's very likely that this game will go into overtime. I know Cleveland has a lot of players that are questionable or injured. Well, Um, which I I think Nick Chubb is coming back this week, I think. 
I'm, I think. Don't hold me to that, but I think he's coming back this week. If not this week, next week, or was that by next week? I don't remember. I think he's coming back this upcoming week, though. Me too. And if seconds. he does, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And, yeah, you get the injury report taken care of. If it'll load here. Come on, computer, load. Right. Don't do me like that. Don't do me yeah. like that. Damn it, Amy. Get the song <laughs> stuck in my head. Now I, got, now I got Tom Petty in my head now. Great. All right. Uh, Nothing wrong with Tom Petty. Shout out to you, Tom uh, Tom Petty. Rest in peace. Uh, all right. Now, Cleveland, uh, their injury report looks like this. Okay. We have Jordan Elliott, questionable. Uh, David Njoku, questionable. Odell Beckham yep. Jr., questionable. Baker Mayfield, questionable. Jarvis Landry is on IR. Nick Chubb is out. Jeremiah okay, Nick Chubb is out then. Okay. Yeah, Jeremiah uh, Awusa-Koroma, I probably butchered the hell out of that, <laughs> is on IR. Kareem Hunt is on IR. Mm. Jedrick, Jedrick Wills Jr., questionable. Malcolm Smith, questionable. A.J. Green, questionable. And Jack Conklin, all questionable. As of today uh, that we're recording this, um, on Monday, they J.C. Treader. Mac Wilson, Malik Jackson, and J. Davion Clowney were all placed as questionable. Um, so is there yeah. going to be a team that's going to play Thursday? I don't know. Uh, Njoku's dealing with a knee injury. Beckham, uh, OBJ is dealing with a shoulder injury. Baker Mayfield is dealing with a shoulder injury. Jarvis Landry, we know, is on IR. Uh, Nick Chubb is out. Uh, doesn't say what's ailing him. No. Um, now he'll be him. He'll be out for. I thought he was coming back this week, but he's not coming back this week. It's probably gonna be about another two weeks. I think it's a, is, is it his hamstring or his quad or something to do with the leg. I think so. Cream Hunt is on IR with a calf injury. Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah Owusa, whatever his name is, is on IR <laughs> with an ankle injury. Right. Uh, and, and everybody else that's listed as questionable does not say what they're ailing from. So uh, it, it's possible that they're just going to be going out with some second and third string, maybe even some some practice squad guys. Uh, that's kind of see, but well, th- that's kind of making me want to change my pick, though. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm I, still I, don't, grant, go... I don't know what Denver. I don't grant. I don't know what Denver's uh, uh, injury report looks like, but I can. I, can I mean, read that sh- to you too. I uh, mean, Denver's injury report looks like well. Uh, we got Alexander Johnson on IR with a pectoral muscle uh, injury. Uh, Andre M- uh, Mincy is on IR with a hamstring. Caden Stearns is questionable. Noah Fan is questionable with a foot injury. Teddy Bridgewater is questionable with a foot injury. Aaron Patrick is questionable. Baron Browning is out with a concussion. Jerry Judy is on IR with an ankle injury. Uh, Garrett Boleas is questionable, uh, and that's it so far. So, I mean, they got some key pieces that are out and questionable as well. Uh, now, I say all that to say that I, th- I think the majority of the questionable players are going to play. Uh, right. But I, I, I'm going to stick with Cleveland and, and say this is going to be a close game. <sighs> Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Cleveland in a close one. 
All right, uh, Roger's going with Denver, of course. Of course he is. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's picked anybody but Denver when they played this season. Um, right. He calls me a homer. <laughs> I mean, but they, they do have a pretty decent team. They do. They do. Yeah, I can't take anything away from them. But I think a lot of it is predicated on... Week one, he know, picked Denver. Week Bridgewater two, he picked Denver. Uh Week three, he picked Denver. Week four, week four he picked Denver. Yes. Week Last five, week, he picked Denver. Let's see. Week five, he also picked Denver. Week six, he picked Denver. And week seven, he's picking Denver. Um, I I have to give it to him. He is, he is consistent. true and consistent on his uh, team. He's going to ride yeah. with them until the end. All right, is next a... up we got Washington uh, versus Green Bay. Um, can we just say Green Bay is going to win this one? Green Bay. Okay. Uh, I mean, I mean, no disrespect to Washington. I mean, I know, but I mean, as good as their defense is right now, Aaron, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae, uh, 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 yeah, Devontae Parker, not the, not Devontae Adams. I'm sorry, um, just. They're just they're on a whole they're on another level right now, man, and they're trying their best to, to get their footing. And the, everybody wants to see Green Bay and um, not Green, yeah Green Bay and Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship game again. I think that's what everyone's pushing for. Um, right. But you know, is is are they going to be able to? Is Washington going to be able to step up? Is the question. I don't know. I think the defense might. I don't think the offense will. Right. That being said, though, I still have, even if the even if the offense did step up, I don't think it would be enough. Um, no. So I'm gonna go with the Packers on this one. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I don't think it'll be enough. Uh, I'm I'm with the Packers and uh, Rogers also going with the Packers here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we got the Chiefs versus the Titans. Who this game? This is going to be a good game. Uh, this is going to be a game of the year. I'm not game of the year. I'm sorry. This is going to be a game of the week. Almost. <laughs> Hell, it might be game of the year. You too. You know. You never know. Um, but yeah, I, man. I, oh, golly, man. I, I seriously think that the Titans. Here's the thing. The last time, see, what was it like two years ago when the Titans and the and the and the and the, and the Chiefs played each other? Kansas City pretty much dominated them. And then last year in the regular season, Tennessee came back and won a pretty close one against them, 35-32. I'm thinking something similar to that. A very, very close game, in the, definitely in the 30s. I'll say this, though. If the Kansas City Chiefs are having a problem with the way that, I mean, throwing the ball and stuff like that, I mean, the, I mean Josh Allen just threw it all over the field on them. And Tennessee just beat that team. Very granted, they beat them close, but he, they he beat that team. I mean, you know what? Yeah, I'm going with Tennessee to win this one. All I right. think Tennessee. I think Tennessee has. I think Tennessee's going to do now. Not to say I don't think. I mean, Andy Reid's not stupid. He's going to game plan for Derrick Henry. There is no question about that. But can they He's stop right. him? Is Ryan Tannehill going to be able to say, okay, if because we've said this all year, the Tennessee Titans go as Derrick Henry goes. If Derrick Henry's struggling, can 
can um, Ryan Tannehill find the A.J. Browns, find the Julio Jones, find these other players to make the yards? And what the Chiefs are going to try to do is they're going to force Ryan Tannehill to play hero. And it's either going to come back to bottom in the ass or it's going to be their their the reason they win the game. But I don't think Derrick Henry can be stopped at this point, dude. He is he he's a monster, dude. Like I really don't see anybody stopping Derrick Henry at this point. So I'm going with Tennessee to tight Tennessee Titans win this one. All right. Roger and I are also going with Tennessee to win this one. Yes, sir. All right, next up, we got the Atlanta Falcons at the Miami Dolphins. Oh. Um, the, the Dolphins did just lose in London. Uh, they lost to the close, Jaguars. Yes, but they lost a close one. Uh, they do have Tua back. Uh, I, I, I think Miami can pull out the win here. Uh, they're playing uh, in Miami at... at at uh, is Hard Rock Stadium? Is that what it's Hard called? Hard Rock. Yep. Yep. Hard Rock. Um, so I, I think that uh, I, I definitely think Miami is going to win this one. I think it may be close, but I think Miami is going to win this one. I'm praying that Miami wins this one. Um, the granted, Atlanta's not a good team right now. Atlanta does have some growing pains. Um, again, man, Kyle Pitts is one of those guys. Man, he he he, you know. Fourth overall pick, the highest the tight end has ever been drafted. Um, I do think, though, that the Titans – I'm sorry, not Titans. I do think that the Falcons have a chance at least. But I I, I got I to gotta, I gotta be realistic, man. Like I, the, They got to play better. I think being at home, they should play better. Because if they lose this game, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Um but yeah, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins to win this one, and I'm hoping that they don't let me down. All right. Let me get. Let, let me. Let me. Let me take a stab in the dark here and say that Roger probably picked Atlanta, right? Roger did pick Atlanta. That's what I figured. I knew it. <laughs> yes. Uh, next up, we got the Jets versus the Patriots. Uh, going with the Patriots to win this one. <laughs> Fuck the Jets. Yeah, I'm gonna go. With, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with the Patriots to win this one. Um, hell, the Jets shouldn't have won the won the game that they fucking won. To be honest, I mean, Tennessee Titans should be sitting at five and one right now. I mean, the fact that the Titans let that game go against the Jets just it, so disappointing. But anyway, um, but yeah, I'm I'm going with the Patriots to win this one. All right, Rogers also going with the Patriots. Yeah, uh, next, next up, we got the Carolina Panthers versus the New York Giants. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> With the way Carolina's been playing the last three weeks, I'm kind of thinking that the Giants could upset them. Uh, I'm going to go be completely with honest. The, okay, is, is that your pick? There's what we need. I need your pick. I'm going with Carolina. I think Carolina's going to win this one. Is is Roger also going with Carolina? Yes. So you guys are thinking this is going to be a game that y'all bounce back from, or that the, that the Panthers bounce back from? I, I think they had so. Three straight. Okay. Well, and look at how closely and and and, and good that that Vikings game was, uh, compared to the the Giants. Yeah, and right now the Giants are not in any position to get to be a threat to anybody. Right. 
I almost I almost convinced myself. Nope, can't do it. I got to go with Carolina to win. All right. You know, and in a weird way, I kind of hope I'm wrong about this game, to be honest. Because <laughs> you know, train wreck. But anyway, all right. So let's move on. Sorry, Josh. Uh, go to train wreck. <laughs> next up uh, is going to be another pick for for what I think uh, is going to be a, a possible game of the week. Uh, it's the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Baltimore Ravens. This game is going to be fucking amazing. I think. I, I, I matter of fact, I'm gonna go ahead and call it. This is gonna be game of the week. I'm calling it now because they are both hard nosed defenses. Both have good running backs. You know, two young quarterbacks that you know. I do think that Lamar Jackson is more dynamic than Joe Burrow. But I think that Joe Burrow has that key weapon that Baltimore doesn't have. He has that connection with Jamar Chase. And I think that connection is going to be. But I I look at, okay, I'll put it to Somebody had mentioned this earlier on some podcast I was listening to. They said that if you take, if you take the skill set of Michael Vick and you pour it into uh, Vince Young's body, that's Lamar Jackson. And okay. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, you know what? That's not that's not really a bad comparison. Because a lot of people were comparing Lamar Jackson to a Vince Young, you know? Um, I was thinking more I was thinking more Steve McNair because he does like to bang a little bit when he when he when he when he runs. Um, which that could be detrimental because that's how fucking Robert Griffin the third didn't last long in this league because he wanted to bang. Um But man, I I don't know, man. This is one of those games where, like, my my mind is telling me go with the Ravens because the Ravens are the better team, and you know they're the better team. Okay, but well, at the same time, the Bengals are up and coming, and they're they're on the verge, and they're they're actually coming through and playing the way they're supposed to be playing. And it's like this is going to be the biggest test for them, I think, so far. Um, okay. You go ahead and tell me you and you and uh, you and Rogers. And then I, that's I'll... what I was going to ask. Would it help your decision if I told you who we were? Yes, uh, yes, it going. would. It would help. Yes, uh, I think Baltimore is going to win, and Roger thinks that uh, Cincinnati is going to win. Well, that that wasn't a help at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna say. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna do the tried and true method. Here we go with the coin flip. I'm going with the coin flip. Heads, I'm going with Cincinnati. Tails, I'm going with Baltimore. Okay? And here we go. I'm going with Baltimore. All right. And literally, like, here's my thing. And I already said it. Like, at the end of the day, this is going to be game of the week, I think. I mean, this has all the potential to be game of the week. Aside from, I think, obviously, uh, Kansas City and Tennessee is going to be great too, but man, this has all the potential to be game of the week as well, dude. I mean, and but b- both games are on at one o'clock. Fuck. Exactly. So I'm going to have to watch the highlights for one of them, and ah, you know what? I'll end up watch. I'll probably end up watching the damn Ravens uh, Bengals game. Um, don't ask me why, but for some but for some reason, my son likes the Baltimore Ravens, and I don't know why. I asked him. I said, "Why are you a Ravens fan all of a sudden? Like, why did you become a fan of the Baltimore Ravens?" And, I, and he was like, "Well, I watched that game um, on Sunday night. Um, whenever it was, it was Monday night. Whatever it was, is when it was a game that uh, Baltimore 
uh, played the Chiefs, right? Okay. And, Balt- and, 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 and Baltimore had that big comeback, and they ended up winning the game. And Malachi just was looking at the TV, and he was like, all right, that's my team. And I'm like, who? And he was like, the purple team, the Ravens. That's my team. And I'm like, I, I thought you was a- I thought you was going to be a Dolphins fan like your daddy. He goes, no, I'm a Ravens fan. And he walked away, and I was like, nah, he'll be over it in a couple of weeks. I ain't worried about it. And here we are four weeks later, and he's still rooting for the Ravens. So I was like, okay, I guess my son decides at eight years old what his favorite team's going to be, and I guess it has to be the Baltimore Ravens. So, hell, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. He could have been a Jets fan. That's what I'm saying. That's that's when you, you hang him up on the clothesline by his toes. And <laughs> beat him. Hey, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, how, how are you going to feel one day when, when damn uh, – uh, Colton or Grayson walks into the house and they got a number four Cowboys jersey on. What you going to do then? Uh, they'll walk right back out of my house. <laughs> we don't wear that shit in here. <laughs> uh, like, Daddy, uh, I stepped in shit. What? Let me look. Oh, no, it's just a Cowboy ticket. It's, you're good. <laughs> right? All right. No. Uh, next up, we got the Eagles versus the Raiders. Uh, I'm going with the Raiders to win this one. I'm going with the Raiders to win this one as well. Uh, the Eagles, I mean, they could surprise us, but nah, I mean, the, Ra- the Raiders are just playing too good of football right now. And I really don't think that John Gruden leaving the team really changed anything. I mean, they're still playing at a high level. They're not like, um, they're not, you know, starving for, you know, victories or anything like that. And they're four and two. So, you know, and they did get the victory without them last week. So we'll see what happens. Right. Uh, Rogers also going with uh, the Raiders to win. The Raiders. Yep. Next up, we got the Detroit Lions versus the L.A. Rams. Uh, <laughs> going with the Rams. Okay, I'm gonna do something I never thought I'd do. I'm going to make the case for the Detroit Lions. Okay, you ready? You, okay, are you ready for this? Okay, I'm waiting. I'm gonna make a case for the Detroit Lions. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm never mind. Case that. case dismissed. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Now nah, the the Rams got this one, man. I mean, it's first of all, it's in it's in L.A. It's I do find it interesting though that it's that it's that it's that it's Matthew Stafford playing against his former team and Jared Goff playing against his former team. So that I think is going to be the storyline going into this game. Well, of course um, it is, and the fact that. And, and and here's where I have cause to pause. And let me and I'm going to ask you guys this. I'm going to ask you this question. If Matthew Stafford was still with the Detroit Lions, would the Detroit Lions be zero and six? Uh, possibly. And if okay, well, if, but if Jared Goff was with the Rams, would they still be five and one? It, it's See, possible. That's that's the thing. It, it, it's it's a possible. I, I can't say yes and I can't say no definitively, right? right. Uh, because you have to. We 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 do this every week, and we say, um, mm-hmm. it, we if 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 the roles were reversed, if pretty much. Right, but you still have to look at Detroit's defense is still Detroit's Shit. defense, right? 
Shit. And, yeah. and the Rams defense is still the Rams defense. Right. Uh, so you have to look at that. So I, it's possible maybe, but I'm not sure. So, but yeah. I think just overall as a team, forgetting just f- sitting quarterbacks to the side, the overall team I think is just better would be it would be the Rams. Oh yeah. So yeah. So I'm going with the Rams. I mean, even here's the th- and this is the weird thing. Even if Matthew Stafford was still with the Lions and Jared Goff was still with the Rams, I would probably still go with the Rams just because they have an overall better team. That's you see what that, I'm saying. I, I think so as well. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Rams. You go with the Rams. I'm sure Rodgers got the Rams too. That is correct. All three of us got the Rams. Uh, Next up, we got got the Texans versus the Cardinals. Um, Let me go ahead and make a case for the Texans here real quick because I I just feel like I have to. Okay. Um, Never mind. Davis Mills is quarterback. uh, Arizona's going to win this one. Yeah, the the Houston Cardinals, we're going to – I'm sorry. uh, The Arizona Texans – it's it's weird. It's kind of like it, it, it's like a lot of former Texans are going to be on this Arizona Cardinals team playing against the Texans team, you know. And it's it's going to be like it's like it's like JJ Watt with a sack. Oh yeah, go Houston. Oh shit, he don't play for us anymore. Fuck. Right. You know, there's going to be a whole lot of like D Hop with the D Hop with the touchdown. Yay! Go. Oh shit, he doesn't play for us anymore. Damn it. You know, so that's going to be a whole thing. Yeah, I see that happening a couple of times in this game actually. Um, but yeah. Arizona's winning this one. Um, they're going seven and zero, and they're really going to make a strong case. I think they're going to make the strong case for Kyler Murray for MVP, even though he shouldn't even be. Okay, I'm not saying he shouldn't be in the conversation, but I'm saying he shouldn't be the lead in the conversation. That's just me. He's the lead in the conversation because he's a quarterback. Yeah, and he's uh, on an undefeated team. Yep. Uh, uh, Rogers also going with Arizona. Uh, yeah. Next up, we got the Chicago Bears versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, uh, yes, I'll take uh, lopsided victories for three hundred, Alex. <laughs> so if um, if Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, or or has a, a majority stake in 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 the Bears, can we say that Tom Tom Brady probably does too? Uh, Tom Brady probably holds about, you know, 50, 60 shares, maybe. You know, probably making a couple of cool, probably making a cool meal, you know. Probably got a penthouse at Sears Tower, possibly. Maybe a suite somewhere at Wrigley Field, you know. I don't know. Possibly. But at the same time, I mean, yes, the Bears are sitting at 3-3, three and three and they have been doing okay. But comparable to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers... Nah, Tampa, Tampa Bay is going to win this game. I'm not going to say they're winning it like a complete, total, complete, like shutout, blowout, but I think they're going to win pretty handily. Right. Yeah, uh, Roger and I also have Tampa Bay. Yeah. All right. Next up is our Sunday nighter. We got the Indianapolis Colts versus the San Francisco 49ers. I think this is going to be a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. I mean, you you look what Indy did uh, just the past week, you know, uh, winning their game pretty handedly, right? Uh, but they were playing the Texans, who are not a good team, right? Let's see and what they can put- do against a team that 
is better. But uh, you're, but but also you got to remember San Francisco's coming off the bye week, so they're gonna right. have, they got an extra week to, week to be rested up. Um, which is one reason, like I'm going for the Dolphins, but at the same time, the Falcons just came off the bye week. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I want you know, like like like, and even and even with the Jets coming off the bye week though, they're still going to Foxborough to play, and they don't play good in Foxborough at all. I mean, so. they don't they don't play good. Period. But that, that's true. Yeah, or there. Right. Uh, Fuck the I'm, Jets. I'm gonna go with San Francisco to win this one. In, I'm going with yeah, San Francisco in, as well. In a close one though, I think it's gonna be close. Uh, maybe close. I say at least within ten, within within ten. I think. I think it's going to be within three, but okay. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Rogers going with Indy to win this one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then our Monday night main event: the New Orleans Saints versus the Seattle Seahawks. Monday night in Seattle, CenturyLink Field. The twelfth man's going to be in full effect. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with New Orleans to win this one. Uh, New Orleans is playing really good. They did just sign a new running back. Uh, to the team. Uh, they they picked up Lamar Miller. Uh, mm-hmm. you you know Lamar Miller from his days in Miami. I know him from his days in Houston. Uh, a very serviceable running back. Uh, of course, he was our number one for a couple of years. Actually, he, he was our number one for for a few years as well. Um, I definitely think he's going to help that Saints backfield a little bit. Uh, you know, because not not only is he he a runner, but he he he's a pass catcher too. Right. So you never know what he's going to do when he lines up. Uh, so, but I'm going to go with New Orleans to win this one. See, this is where I'm at a quandary. Because on the one hand, New Orleans is coming off their bye week. So they're going to have a week extra rest. The Seahawks just came off that loss on Sunday night against the, against Pittsburgh. Granted, it was in overtime. My question is, is Russell Wilson going to play? If Russell Wilson's not playing at all and Geno Smith is the one that is in charge of that offense, Saints all day. But if Russell Wilson plays, then there's a small possibility of the Seahawks winning, especially being at home. Even though the Saints are coming off the bye week, they're still going to one of, if not the hardest places to play in the NFL. Uh, Golly. Again, this is another one where I have to flip the coin because honestly – I don't feel comfortable one way or another, so I'm going to let fate decide. So give me one second. Well, hold on. Before you do that, before you do that, let me tell you this. Okay. And I'm double-checking myself because I'm pretty positive Russell Wilson is not playing. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so, okay. So, my answer does determine. Okay. So, my answer will probably determine what you tell me here in a minute if he plays or not. Because if Russell Wilson plays, then that changes everything. I'll, I'll go with, like, okay. If Russell Wilson plays, then Russell, I'm going to have to coin flip. Russell Wilson is on IR. He uh, had surgery on uh, the middle finger of his throwing hand. Uh, he's going to be out for. Uh, Four to five weeks. Ugh. Okay, well then there's no need for a coin flip. I'm going with New Orleans. Okay. 
Uh, Rogers also going with New Orleans. Rogers also going with New Orleans. Uh, and as you said, you know, in, in the opening statements, the the Bills, the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Steelers, the Chargers, and the Jaguars are all on by this week. So, yeah, I think the Bills need to need to be on uh, a bye this week, uh, so they can kind of. The Chargers definitely need to recuperate. The Jags, you know, got the victory so they can kind of cool off a little bit. You know, the Vikings had that surprise victory, and so did the Steelers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all of them with well-deserved uh, um, uh, weeks off. The Bills and Chargers are definitely the teams that are going to have to tighten up, in a sense, because the Bills got to be like, man, I can't believe we let the, we let the game slip away from us like that. And the Chargers need to have a reevaluation of what the fuck was that why did we lose by 28 points you know what i mean but nevertheless that being said ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning into this episode of are you ready for some football for the week seven predictions uh and as always if you have if you agree or disagree or if you like or don't like or whatever if you want to make your own predictions hit us up on the movement radio facebook page and the uh uh movement radio fans page where you can go and discuss different topics and everything like that not just are you ready for football but all kinds of different uh, things that we got going on here at Movement Radio. Um, that being said, Chip, anything you want to say before we bounce out of here tonight? Uh, as always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. And I know we're talking uh, football today, but go Astros. <laughs> I know we're talking football today. Go Braves. Uh, hopefully the Astros and Braves will meet in the World Series, even though I think it'll be the Red Sox, and but that's a different story for itself. We'll talk about it later. That being said, though, um, shout out to our good buddy Sean Thompson over at Thompson Personal Training. Uh, go to his Facebook page, Thompson Personal Training on Facebook. All of the information that you need is right there at your fingertips. Boxing, cardio, um, strength and conditioning, uh, even a little bit of yoga, maybe some karate, who knows. Uh, go check him out, Thompson Personal Training on Facebook and uh, see what it's all about. Uh, shout out to Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation Podcast, Andrew and Sean over at the Warrior Workout Network, uh, twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon for our good buddy Ivan Montanez and his uh, Twitch channel. Go check out all their contents. And again, we say this every week, but we mean it every single time. Thank you guys so much. We love you. We appreciate you guys. And uh, we will see you guys next week on another edition. Are you ready for some football? Chip, let's hit him with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel, subscribe, click that bell to get notified of our latest videos, and check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. And I am Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan. <laughs>